Section fifty two of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred and eighty ninth. When it was the nine hundred and eighty ninth night, she pursued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Abdullah was awearied with watching and wanted to sleep, they also lay beside him on another couch, and waited till he was drowned in slumber, and when they were certified thereof, they arose and knelt upon him. Whereupon he awoke, and seeing them kneeling on his breast, said to them, what is this o my brothers cried they we are no brothers of thine nor do we know thee unmannerly that thou art thy death is become better than thy life then they gripped him by the throat and throttled him till he lost his senses and abode without motion so that they deemed him dead now the pavilion wherein they were overlooked the river so they cast him into the water but when he fell Allah sent to his aid a dolphin, who was accustomed to come under that pavilion, because the kitchen had a window that gave upon the stream, and as often as they slaughtered any beast there, it was their wont to throw the refuse into the river, and the dolphin came and picked it up from the surface of the water, wherefore he ever resorted to the place. That day they had cast out much offal, by reason of the banquet, so the dolphin ate more than of wont, and gained strength. Hearing the splash of Abdullah's fall, he hastened to the spot where he saw a son of adam and allah guided him so that he took the man on his back and crossing the current made with him for the other bank where he cast his burthen ashore now the place where the dolphin cast up abdullah was a well-beaten highway and presently up came a caravan and finding him lying on the river bank said here is a drowned man whom the river hath cast up and the travellers gathered around to gaze at the corpse the sheikh of the caravan was a man of worth skilled in all sciences and versed in the mystery of medicine and withal sound of judgment so he said to them o folk what is the news they answered here is a drowned man whereupon he went up to abdullah and examining him said to them o folk there is life yet in this young man who is a person of condition and of the sons of great bred in honour and fortune and inshallah there is still hope of him then he took him and clothing him in dry clothes warmed him before the fire after which he nursed him and tended him three days march till he revived but he was passing feeble by reason of the shock and the chief of the caravan proceeded to medicine him with such simples as he knew what while they ceased not faring on till they had travelled thirty days journey from bassorah and came to a city in the land of the persians by name abju here they alighted at a khan and spread abdullah a bed where he lay groaning all night and troubling the folk with his groans and when morning morrowed the concierge of the khan came to the chief of the caravan and said to him what is this sick man thou hast with thee verily he disturbeth us quoth the chief i found him by the way on the river-bank and well-nigh drowned and i have tended him but to no effect for he recovereth not said the porter show him to the shaykha rojiha who is this religious asked the chief of the caravan and the doorkeeper answered there is with us a holy woman 
a clean maid and a comely called rajiha to whom they present whoso hath any ailment and he passeth a single night in her house and awaketh on the morrow whole and ailing nothing quoth the chief direct me to her quoth the porter take up thy sick man so he took up abdullah and the doorkeeper forewent him till he came to a hermitage where he saw folk entering with many an ex voto offering and other folk coming forth rejoicing the porter went in till he came to the curtain and said permission o shaykha rajiha take the sick man said she bring him within the curtain and the porter said to abdullah enter so he entered and looking upon the holy woman saw her to be his wife whom he had brought from the city of stone and when he knew her she also knew him and saluted him and he returned her salam then said he we brought thee hither and she answered when i saw that thy brothers had cast thee away and were contending concerning me i threw myself into the sea but my shaykh al khazir abu al abbas took me up and brought me to this hermitage where he gave me leave to heal the sick and bade cry in the city whoso hath any ailment let him repair to the shaykh rajiha and he also said to me tarry in this hermitage till the time betide and the husband shall come to thee here so all the sick used to flock to me and i rubbed them and shampooed them and they awoke on the morrow whole and sound whereby the report of me became noised abroad among the folk and they brought me votive gifts so that i have with me abundant wealth and now i live here in high honour and worship and all the people of these parts seek my prayers then she rubbed him and by the ordinance of allah the most high he became whole now al khazir used to come to her every friday night and it chanced that the day of abdullah's coming was a thursday accordingly when the night darkened he and she sat after a supper of the richest meats awaiting the coming of al khazir who made his appearance anon and carrying them forth of the hermitage set them down in abdullah's palace at bassorah where he left them and went his way as soon as it was day abdullah examined the palace and knew it for his own then hearing the folk clamouring without he looked forth of the lattice and saw his brothers crucified each on his own cross now the reason of this was as ensued when he had thrown him into the tigris the twain arose on the morrow weeping and saying our brother the jinnia hath carried off our brother then they made ready a present and sent it to the caliph acquainting him with these tidings and suing from him the government of bassorah he sent for them and questioned them and they told him the false tale we have recounted whereupon he was exceeding wroth so that night he prayed a two-bow prayer before daybreak as of his wont and called upon the tribes of the jinn who came before him subject-wise and he questioned them of abdullah when they sware to him that none of them had done him aught of hurt and said we know not what has become of him then came saida daughter of the red king and acquainted the caliph with the truth of abdullah's case and he dismissed the jinn on the morrow he subjected nasir and mansur to the bastinado till they confessed one against other whereupon the caliph was enraged with them and cried carry them to bassorah and crucify them there before abdullah's palace such was their case but as regards abdullah when he saw his brothers crucified he commanded to bury them then took horse and repairing to baghdad acquainted the caliph with that which his brothers had done with him from first to last and told him how he had recovered his wife 
whereat al-rashid marvelled and summoning the kazi and the witnesses bade draw up the marriage contract between abdullah and the damsel whom he had brought from the city of stone so he went in to her and wound with her at bassorah till there came to them the destroyer of the lights and the severer of societies and extolled be the perfection of the living who dieth not moreover o auspicious king i have heard a tale anent maaruf the cobbler and his wife there dwelt once upon a time in the god-guarded city of cairo a cobbler who lived by patching old shoes his name was maaruf and he had a wife called fatima whom the folk had nicknamed the dung for that she was a whorish worthless wretch scanty of shame and mickle of mischief she ruled her spouse and abused him and he feared her malice and dreaded her misdoings for that he was a sensible man but poor conditioned when he earned much he spent it on her and when he gained little she revenged herself on his body that night leaving him no peace and making his night black as her book for she was even as of one like her said the poet how many fold nights have i passed with my wife in the saddest plight with all misery rife would heaven when i first went in to her with a cup of cold poison i'd taken her life one day she said to him o maaruf i wish thee to bring me this night a vermicelli cake dressed with bees honey he replied so allah almighty aid me to its price i will bring it thee by allah i have no durhams to-day but our lord will make things easy rejoined she and Charizard perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of night 989 end of the book of the thousand nights and a night volume 9 by anonymous translated by richard francis burton